Welcome everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Inspiring Futures podcast. Today I am joined by Gemma Nixon. She is a maker of all things, a self-employed individual and does so many things. So I will not mess it up and I will let Gemma introduce herself <laughs> on this occasion. So Gemma, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you so much for your time. If I could put it over to you, please. Okay, so I'm Gemma um, and I'm self-employed. I have what is known as a portfolio career. So I don't just do one thing. So I work as an aromatherapist, a life coach. I'm also a crafter. Um, so I make lots of different bits and pieces. And I also work for a local arts community interest company a few days a week running bits and pieces with them, running their shop, other bits and pieces. And I also work as an exam invigilator too. Excellent. Amazing. So I guess the first question would be, how did you get to do all these things? And how did you get to where you are? Can you please tell me a little bit more about the path you took to get to where you are, please? Um, it's it's not been a straight path, let's put it that way. Mm. I started off knowing exactly what I wanted to do, right from kind of pre-GCSE levels. I wanted to be a scientist for the government. So I did that and I did that for 17 years and then I started falling out of love with it. And it was very, very gradual and it just happened over time. And while that was happening, I'd always been interested in aromatherapy. So I trained to, to be an aromatherapist while I was doing that. Um, and as time went on, I, I started thinking, maybe I could find something else to do while I'm here, while I'm still with the government. So I took on some management assignment roles and um, accidentally managed out half of the team um, by encouraging them during their kind of one-to-ones and bits and pieces to, to go off and follow their dreams. And it was at that point that my boss said, um, perhaps you should think about becoming a life coach. So I had a look into that, did a couple of training um, courses and then thought, do you know what, this is it, This I love doing this. Um, so I went on and, and trained to, to do that. Um, all the time I was still working for the government, um, I had two small children and then my husband and I and our children decided we were, we were going to take a year off and go traveling. So we left, went traveling and I thought, you know what, I don't want to go back. So I gave my notice while I was away and thought, right, I'm going to go back and I'm going to be a self-employed aromatherapist and life coach and that's what I'm going to do. And then the pandemic hit <laughs> just as we got back, which wasn't right. fantastic timing. Um, but luckily at that point, somebody who I supplied my aromatherapy products to was in the process of opening up a local arts community interest company. And they said, do you know what? We'd really like it if you came on board and, and became part of the team to, to run it. So now I do that about three days a week and then everything else gets shoehorned in. And then when I'm a bit quieter, um, I'll also pop in a bit of exam and vigilation as well, just because I quite enjoy doing that. <laughs> wow. Okay, so this don't really happen overnight. You you kind of had no, no. the aromatherapy uh, business really kind of happening on the side yes. as well. Yeah. Okay. So it was a side hustle that grew and 
kind of encompassed other things and then grew mm. a little bit more and then it was like right I don't want to go back so I won't go back my husband's been self-employed for kind of 15 16 years so it was very easy for me to see that that was possible um, and also for him to to kind of support me in that and realise that it was my turn to to have a go at doing something that I loved. I mean, that's amazing. And you you love it. Absolutely. So can can you say can you tell me a little bit more about what it is exactly about being self-employed or, or what it is about what you do aromatherapy that you love so much? And are there any things that really stick out that um, you'd like to talk about? Yeah, um, I'm so lucky. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not easy. Being self-employed is not easy. <laughs> but I'm so lucky that I spent 17 years working away and thinking there was other things that I loved to do. And that part of me was never, never getting a chance. So setting up a little business on the side was my first kind of steps into thinking, can I do something that I love? Obviously, watching my husband leave his kind of career and set up made me think, right, OK, there's there's options out there. I can do this. But kind of taking those little steps and, and getting trained was a was a really good way of doing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I get to do all of the things that I, I love to do. The aromatherapy side kind of still hits the science that I, I spent so long doing. So it, it can be very intricate and you're looking at millimeters and kind of combining things and cosmetic safety certificates and, and all of that kind of stuff. And then I love helping people um, find out what it is that they want to do. I've always been one of those people that spends a lot of time encouraging other people. So mm. the life coaching kind of hit that. And then working for the CIC is just the the next step up. Basically, a CIC is um, it's a community interest company. So it's almost like a charity, but we work with um, local artists. So we've got everybody from a 10-year-old that makes origami up to retired people that paint or, or do pottery. And we take all of their, their products and we sell it in the middle of the high street because obviously not everybody can have a have a shop or anything so I get to do my face-to-face public bits I get to to work with people to build up their companies which obviously touches on the life coaching but basically I get to do all of the things that I really really love doing um, and I've kind of mashed them into a job that kind of just keeps me going yeah it's a bit weird I love it well that's so excellent because I know that for I mean the standard is basically you you go to school you pick some topics and then you just kind of pick one thing to do and stick to and you know it never really works out that way and the fact that you've managed to kind of incorporate um all these different things that you really enjoy and make a life around it is just so incredible and really really great I think for people to hear that you don't need to just pick one thing no you definitely don't need to pick one thing I would say with the times kind of changing and Mm. everything from kind of the internet artificial intelligence jobs kind of going forward are going to change so much Mm. so I think definitely if if you know what you want to do both legs in and just really Mm. go for it Mm. but sometimes you don't know what you want to do and you think oh well I really love doing this but I really love doing that and I think we've always been told and I definitely was told as a, as a child pick one thing you mm-hmm. pick one thing you go and do it then you retire 
and do it all of the time and that's just not true anymore you can pick different things and you can jump between different bits and pieces so some of my work's very seasonal so in the run-up to christmas i'll be all guns blazing on making products so i won't have time to do any invigilation i'll knock the life coaching back after Mm -hmm. christmas when the shop's quieter I'll boost and obviously everybody makes their New Year's resolutions. The life coaching goes back up. And then over the summer when people are on holiday and it's quiet, I have more invigilation work to do. So it's you get to do all of the things that you love mm. but in a in a kind of a mixture. So yeah. it can be it can be very chaotic, but I do get to, I feel like all of the parts of me that I love, I'm getting to to kind of explore. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about kind of all the all the skill sets that you've had to acquire throughout all these different uh, jobs, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, obviously, some of them are very much hard skills. Um, I'm, I had to be qualified as an aromatherapist. You, you need to be qualified and insured mm-hmm. to be able to do anything. I don't so much do the, the kind of hands-on massage sides of things anymore mine's product based but I still needed to to be qualified so you've got things like an anatomy and physiology um, Mm -hmm. diploma and then diplomas in aromatherapy and other therapies that took a few years to to kind of come around the same with life coaching you have to be properly qualified you have to be registered and you have to be insured so there's all of that um, and obviously they they took years to to kind of come around doing evening courses, going away for for a weekend and doing a course somewhere else and and bits and pieces like that. But the bulk I think of of what I do is is kind of the softer skills. It's more the organization. I would say being self-employed, you're it. You mm-hmm. are i t, you are h r, you are finance, you are everything. And it's a really good skill set to to have, but you have to have quite a high level of um, organisation, um, mm-hmm. and I think you have to be be willing to to put things down and pick them up later on. It's very rare that you can start something and see it through to to the end in one go, because you'll have to answer customer queries or you'll be on social media and, and bits and pieces like that so yeah. kind of the definitely the the softer sides of of the skills have been difficult to, to come about there's no training course for for being self-employed and you soon realize that you have to build more of a community community around being self-employed so mm. I'm lucky that I've got my husband who's who's kind of further ahead in the self-employed journey than me and he'll say oh do you know what with a with a big contract like that for a thousand soap dishes or or whatever I'm doing that week you need to really think about getting the the terms bottomed out and then you you build up contacts within and you can have those conversations with people about HMRC changing the finance package or self-employment deadlines for for kind of filing taxes and things. So there's for for being self-employed, there isn't any kind of major skill set that you need to have. You need mm. to to be quite good at spreading yourself across a lot of different things. And I think going self-employed, even if you just start off really really small. Um, is is such a valuable skill set to have because when you do if well if you go into employment later on you'll be able to say well 
I've done lots of little bits and pieces and you've got an experience of how different things work and I think it's really really valuable awesome so like I, I suppose the skills that you pick up after a while and you have to be a bit of a self-starter because if you don't know the answer then you have to go and look for it or you have to find the people that will know the answer if somebody was to want to be self-employed you recommend that they get into kind of a network with other self-employed people or maybe find a mentor somebody who's kind of done it before would that be helpful Yes, definitely. Because you often when when you're self-employed, you don't know that you need to do something until after you're supposed to have done it. So you don't know that you might need to have a really strong payment clause on your contracts until the first time somebody goes, yeah, I'm not going to pay that invoice on time. And you think, oh, my goodness, um, I need the money coming in. So next time you learn. So if you can build up those networks and talk to people that are are self-employed, and it might be that you're talking to somebody who's got a food business or they make greetings cards or, or whatever, you don't have to find people that are doing the same thing as you. That's one of the things that we try to do with the, the community interest company is we we have regular meetings where all of the people can come together and say things like, oh, I didn't know the the VAT, um, the government's changed the, the VAT reporting schedules and now we all have to do it online rather than on paper. And we can have mm-hmm. those conversations and, and learn from each other. But yeah, it can be it can be really quite frightening at times, but you have to be willing to to really I suppose fake it until you know what you're doing (laughs) so when somebody comes to you and says can you make me um 150 banners for my shop and you go oh my goodness that's going to be such a huge job and in your head you're thinking but I've got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to do this and I need to do that as well and then the kids need this and this needs that you go hey yeah that won't be a problem and then you work through the night to get it done (laughs) but on the outside you just kind of keep going yeah no that's absolutely fine I can totally do that and then you work out the details later (laughs) yeah absolutely but that's how you learn and that's how you grow isn't it definitely like as a person as a business so um just going back on the aromatherapy and the the life coaching side just to get some clarification on the qualifications you needed you don't need any kind of prerequisites or anything you had to do before to get there so anyone can can go and and take these qualifications is that right Uh uh-huh yeah I mean there's there's a lot of them that are online I would always encourage if you can doing a face-to-face qualification Mm -hmm. um, or at least having parts of it face-to-face because it's it's so much it's just a much nicer learning environment so if you take the aromatherapy side of things there's no prerequisite, but in order to become a qualified aromatherapist, you need to have um, a qualification in anatomy and physiology. So basically, right. that's where you're looking at all of the different systems within your body. You're looking at all of the different muscle groups and, and bits and pieces like that. And that obviously then helps you. So even though I don't necessarily do, um, well, I, I don't anymore at all do the massage side of things, that was very much a big part of the qualification so don't be put off when you see things and you think but I don't want to do that you don't have to you can do the bits and as long as you've got your qualifications you can always drop bits of it at a later stage and go forward with what you want to and then with the life coaching 
that was a, a similar thing. It started off as a kind of a lot of it's kind of distance learning, and then you go in and talk to your your tutors and have time with them. Um, and then you had to do a lot of face-to-face coaching and spend a lot of time writing up those notes. Um, So you had to have a certain number of people. Um, Back when I did it, things like Zoom and and stuff like that weren't really a a big thing, Um, and you weren't expected to to kind of coach in that way or work in that way. Um, But obviously after the the pandemic, um, a lot of my coaching has now moved to telephone coaching and online coaching which is brilliant because it's opened up a a huge new area for me because in the past I was taking people that were kind of within 20 miles driving distance of my house and now I can coach and I have coached people in other countries which is just fantastic and it means that it's it's such a different experience so kind of embracing the technologies moving forward, it's it's a challenge. I still kind of think, oh, is it going to work um, and everything like that. But that has been really great. And I do a lot of aromatherapy consultations online as well. So, for example, if I was working with, um, I do a lot of work with spas, um, designing signature scents for them to to kind of use in their, their premises um, and we can do all of that online and kind of post the samples backwards and forwards so I can work with someone on the South Coast now. And in the past, I would never have been able to do that. The qualifications are are interesting, definitely. (laughs) Absolutely. That's so interesting that you've made that point about technology, that it just opens up so many different avenues and so many different doors. So you mentioned a few challenges. Can you tell me a little bit more about like, what uh, what you'd find most difficult about your job or um you know what what are the biggest challenges and um how you kind of overcome them um the biggest challenge is is uncertainty um obviously i went self-employed about four or five months before the pandemic hit so that was a huge amount of uncertainty straight away and that meant that I had to really sit and and look at my business model going forward because Mm. I was doing mobile massage. All of that was shut down literally Mm. from one day. It was like, cancel all of your clients. You can't do that. And I didn't get to do that. Well, to be fair, I've never kind of gone back to it. I think probably maybe three or four clients after lockdown, but going from kind of a a fairly full book to Mm. that's gone, that whole side of your income has, has vanished. And the same with the coaching. It was all face to face. We used to go for walks. We used to sit in the pub and coach like that. All of that was was gone because you couldn't couldn't meet other people. So that was yeah. that was, I think, the biggest challenge I've had within the business. But it meant mm-hmm. that I had to to flex quite quickly, and that drove me to to really really push myself into um, the making side of things. So I, I kind of went from a very small range of aromatherapy products where I was working, just kind of selling a little bit online on Etsy and then a little bit kind of face-to-face as I was doing the massages and stuff. And it went to, right, plowing everything that I could into to the Etsy shop, opening my own website, going to other people's subscription boxes, so that was a huge change in the business. And then obviously starting to move my coaching clients online and over the telephone. So that was a that was a really good thing for me, I think, in the end, because mm-hmm. I've 
really diversified where I was going with the business and it's allowed it to to really grow into to what I love to do. So I've kind of picked up a little bit of jewellery making and a little bit of kind of pottery along the way where I do different bits and pieces. Um, and I wouldn't have had that opportunity if it hadn't been for lockdown. But on a day-to-day basis, the biggest challenges are just having to be so reactive. You don't know mm. what's coming next. So it could be that I end up dropping a lot of my work my work um the the work that I do is being self-employed to Mm -hmm. do something big for the the CIC and then Mm. the next week I've got a a big wholesale order so I need to pull back the CIC work and take bits of that with me to to do so you're constantly on the hop which Mm. isn't for everybody I think you have to if you want kind of routine and not an easy life because that makes it sound like going into to an employment job is easy and it, it, we know that it's not if you want routine and a bit of kind of stability mm. self-employment might not be the right route to to go down um because it is the laptop will pack up you'll be halfway through a coaching session and zoom will update itself or or whatever and you need to mm-hmm. to, to be constantly on it and, and changing and unfortunately as, as a self-employed person you have to do the bits of the job that you don't enjoy I hate social media <laughs> I'm off <laughs> I'm in my 40s I'm off the age where I don't really understand it I don't really get it but it's a huge part of my life and I've got to do it and I begrudge it every single day <laughs> oh, <God>. so, <laughs> sometimes you do have to do the the bits that you hate as well unfortunately yeah I mean I guess that's part of any job but um yeah <laughs> I suppose you don't really have anyone in, in a in a team that you can kind of nope <laughs> <laughs> you can't delegate that out well you yeah, could you yeah. could pay somebody to do it for you but then they'd be like which pictures do you want to use so you still end up doing a lot of it I've looked into yeah. it you'd still yeah. end up doing a lot of it yourself unfortunately so there's yeah. good bits and bad bits it's there's never any straightforward way in any job but yeah mm. you just have to be a little bit more self-reliant when you yeah self-reliant. and very flexible I guess as well yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 absolutely wow so I mean thank you so much for coming in and like and <laughs> chatting to us about your amazing career um it's been such a pleasure to hear from you um I just wanted to ask if you had any kind of last final words or just some advice just for if any pupils are kind of thinking oh gosh I'd really love to get into aromatherapy or or like um you know it sounds great but I'd love to be a life coach one day or I'd love to just go self-employed you know what kind of advice do you think you'd give our young people um it's it's very difficult to to decide to do something that's a little bit different you're going to get a lot of people coming at you and saying no no you should go to university or you should you should go to college and and do this course and that course and get a proper job but anything can be a proper job and it's all about understanding that you've got a long career ahead of you in any kind of workforce be that employed self-employed or whatever you've got to do something that you love um, because otherwise it's it's such a huge part of your life do do what you love but be sensible about doing it as well 
don't mm. just suddenly decide, right, that's it. I'm going to quit everything and I'm I'm going to, to retrain to do this. Work it in gradually. And I know everybody goes, oh, side hustles. But sometimes that can be a really good, safe way of mm. trying out something new without having to quit a job or do a whole load of new qualifications. Sure. Um, so, yeah, do try things. If you think, oh, I'm interested in working in that particular field or doing that particular type of thing, try it. Get in touch with people. Give it a go because you don't have to just have one job. You don't have mm. to be in one place anymore. We are able now to, to kind of mix it up and, and do different things. That's such a great message. I really like that. I mean, if you want to go and do something, go out there and try it. And yeah, I think yeah. that's just such good advice. And um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening. And I uh, will see you soon.